I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs, and today I have a successful underdog, David Norick. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Eric, doing great, man. Thank you for asking. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you for being a part of the show. Before we get into our um, conversation, today's sponsor is brought to you by Christian Dewan, my personal brand. Uh, positive energy through your clothes. You can go to the website. We have t-shirts, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts. You get 15% off if you use underdog talk and underdog is spelled U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G and talk. And you use that as the promo code and you get 15% off. Uh, we'll have some new stuff getting ready for the fall and use that promo code christiandewan.com. So I have my man David here. And he has an amazing uh, underdog story. And let's go to before it became, I don't know if you would say it's beautiful now, or but it's, beautiful, it's more beautiful than it was. So when it was ugly, when things were looking bad for you, what was going on in life? Where were you at? What was, you know, what was going on there? Um, that's interesting, man. You know, I guess... If I look back, I would start 2013, um, hadn't really ever experienced any kind of loss uh, with family or, or close friends. But in, in uh, 2013, um, I lost an older brother to um, complications from diabetes. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was the first time I really had to experience some kind of loss. What, what, what really hurt me during that time, um, a couple, I'd say about two weeks before he passed away, I had this feeling like to go visit him, you know, go talk to him. And, and, and I just, you know, wrestled with that inside my head and decided um, I'll, I'll go in a couple of weeks, you know, we have plenty of time. And, um, and I didn't, and so I didn't get a chance to, to really talk to him one last time. Um, mm. And uh, 2014, I lost uh, an older sister of mine to complications of diabetes as well. Um, and it, so it was, and, and actually, um, right a couple weeks before that, I lost, um, a very good pastor friend of mine who really, I saw him as a father figure mm -hmm. and, and that was a couple weeks before my sister passed away. So you, you're talking within two years, um, losing people that are, that were very close to me and. I went from never having to experience loss to having to deal with that. And on top of that, uh, being the consistent churchgoer that I was, you know, the family looked to me to be the strong one. And, you know, it's a blessing, but it's also a curse, you know, because I never, you know, I, I think I don't think I ever was able to deal with those losses in a good way because I had to be there for other people. And, um, and then, so, yeah, I mean, it's within two years, my life was just rocked, you know, and, uh, and then that's what started this journey. Man, 
man, I'm sorry to hear that. And that's, that's crazy that that happened because people say, you know, things happen in threes. And then one, the first thing was, I think we as humans don't realize time waits for no man. And like, sometimes it'd be like, oh, I, I'm going to talk to such and such, you know, then and you never know what would happen. Um, like, uh, for instance, my co-host, because I had a po- I've had a podcast for a few years and it was something else because I had co-hosts and we were about to change it because they had been on the show for a while. We had a meeting. We like, all right, we about to <clears throat> we about to have the podcast. We about to take it serious. We about to, you know, monetize off it. We got all these plans. We had a meeting that Thursday. I think we had a little text in the group on that Saturday. Monday, she was hit by a car. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't like just random. Nothing, you know, not she was sick, you know, she was part of nothing. No, she was walking in the morning with her boyfriend and a car hit her. Mm. And it's like you you don't get the time back with those people. So you wanna you spend as much time with those people that you say you love. Cause you don't want that kind, you know, I'm sure yeah. that that hurt like dang man, I really didn't get a you know chance to go talk to them or you know, sometimes we get in arguments with our friends and then stuff happens the way the world is nowadays. You don't know how somebody going to go out. It's, you got monkeypox, COVID, violence everywhere. You don't know what you got. You got to stay in the house nowadays and you still <laughs> might get sick and you never know. Yeah. But that part of it. And then <clears throat> I understand um, when I was I think I was like 15 or 16, my grandfather died. And I was the only, you know, other man of of our, really of our our immediate family. So, like, when he passed, they're crying on me and stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't know what, you know, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I just lost, he was like my best friend because he, I talked to him every day from probably when I, till I could remember. And it was like, this was my homie and he passed. I can't even really, you know, get myself together. So I went to go play basketball right after I found out. And that kind of helped. I told my friends and, you know, getting that out helped. But it still was like the family kind of they didn't look for me because I was still a kid. But it was like I'm kind of they looking for me to be strong. And I'm like, shoot, I'm just as sad as y'all. I'm just as hurt. Like, I don't know. So after those who after those siblings, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do if something happened to my sister. So I know that's, you know, that's crazy. And then you said somebody that was like a father figure. I definitely kind of know how that my my biological father passed away when I was real young and my grandfather was like another. So I kind of understand that one. And it's like, how did you how did you kind of like what did you do afterwards? Because I know it wasn't like, oh, I got back on the horse and I just went back to work. (laughs) I know you you know, how did you how did you get over the hump or to just to be able to cope? you know, throughout the day, because I'm sure you have moments where you broke down and stuff like that. So how did you, what, what did you do? Um, you know, I think back in 2010, I uh, recommitted my life to Christ. And, um, and I think a lot of that looking back was in preparation for a lot of these things that were going to happen in my life. And so um, as much as it hurt, I know I had to, to get back in church and be around people that were going to support me. That really helped. Um, and that, that's really what it was, just having a good support system that were there to, you know, they didn't have to say the right words. They were just there and their presence was just felt. And, um, and, uh, it's something you don't ever uh, get over. I think like you just mentioned there, 
you could be driving down a certain place, hearing a certain song or, or, you know, memory just pops up and, you know, that pain comes back instantly and uh, it's tough. Um, you know, my, my brother just had his, uh, a heavenly birthday a couple, a couple days ago. And, um, so, you know, there's always reminders, but, uh, yeah. but for sure, um, you know, God put this idea to write this children's book in my mind and, and that really helped me look at this through a different lens and, and realize that he could take a tragedy and turn it into a, a triumph. Man, you, you're right on with that because with me, born with a disability, like some people, I've, I've went to hospitals where there's kids look just like some, just like me and they're way worse or I've seen kids worse and it's like, uh, my, it's not that bad. So I had to, you know, turn that into something. And it, it took me years to figure out why I was born the way I was and what plan God had. But it, it takes going through hell to get to where you need to. And it's like, man, why did I have to go? And then you if you're if you're a person that grows and wants to grow, you'll understand why. If you actually look at it you and it sucks. It could be, you know, someone passing. It could be losing a job. It could be whatever, whatever that adversity is. You got to look at it and be like, why did I have to go through that? And am I a better, how am I a better person from that? Because if you don't become a better person from that, something could trigger you and it'll throw you off and it'll be like somebody smacking you in your mouth. And it's like, oh my gosh, what, now what do I do? But when you become a better person, it's like, all right. Boom! You like I'm gonna write a children's book. So what is your children's book about? Why? I mean, I I I'm pretty sure I kind of know what inspired the children's mm -hmm. book just by listening to your story and talking to you previously. I know, but just listening, I'm sure anybody else kind of will. But what kind of inspired it? And you know, what is it about? So um, I would say about three or four months after my sister passed away, I was uh, I was driving home. And at the time, I was uh, I was teaching at a middle school that was actually awarded the number one middle school in, in the United States. So then mm. I just I just say that so that you know that I was at probably you would call it a dream school. You know, as a teacher, like wow, like kids were great, administration was awesome, staff was amazing, and so I'm driving home and. And it's a simple prayer I made. I said, Lord, if you want me to do something different in my life, put it in my heart right now. And Eric, I would say a few seconds after I made that prayer, I literally got this idea, write a children's book. Call it The Adventures of Exo and Psy, which is a play on the word exercise. Have the story take place in a town called OB City, which stands for obesity. Have the mayor be Mayor Diane Beatties, which is diabetes. And in this first book and in the forthcoming books, have the villains represent something unhealthy. And then in this first book, the main villain is Chip and his dog Nacho, who represent potato chips. And then here's the kicker. I'm wearing a shirt that says exercise because, you know, exo and I put that together. You get the word exercise or exercise. In the book, there are 11 different exercises or exercises that kids are encouraged to do as they read the book. So it makes it interactive. So by reading the book, you actually get an exercise workout. So you learn about healthy, the importance of healthy eating, and you get an exercise workout in a children's book. There's nothing like that out, out there. 
And anybody who asked, somebody like, so many people said, that's a good idea. And I said, no, it's not a good idea. That's a God idea. Cause that's, mm. where, cause that's where it came from. And, um, and so, yeah, so that's what the, the book is about. And um, that's what I continue to do. The next book, keeping with a play on words will be called the adventures of arrow, which is a little girl and her cat Bix put it together. It's aerobics. So I'm going to alternate between exo and Psy and aerobic aerobics until we get to the very end, the, the seventh and final book. I, I love that. That's <laughs> like you said, that's a God idea. Like that's super dope. Like how you broke it down. Cause you know, sometimes you're like, okay, how can I, use the word certain words and but make it different and you 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 i love it i was wondering what that was and i was like okay <laughs> he just explained it and i love the the book idea you saying is you know it's it's a workout book really for kids like okay yeah. you get to read you get to see the story oh, okay the story's cool oh we get to do the workout and that's dope so i'm gonna uh we're definitely gonna have a link we're gonna keep talking about the story but i'm definitely yeah. gonna grab one tomorrow uh so I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna grab one just from hearing how dope that story is because <laughs> Appreciate like it. I like I like how it goes and then you got it with the series and then you switched it over. So um how did it go when you first got the book? When you you know you brought it out, how did it go for you? Was it like all right, everybody's getting it, or was it like <laughs> all right, God, uh you said uh, write this book. So how did you know when if you first started, what was the results? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, when I would explain to people the concept and the book idea, everybody was like, that's amazing. Where did you come up with this? You know, I said, I didn't come up with it. God put that in my heart. But at the same time, it was, okay, Lord, I've got this idea from you. What next? And so um, I used to be an English teacher. So I, it took me about six months to write the book. You know, there's a lot of editing, revising. And then I found uh, an illustrator who would who agreed to do the illustrations, and it took him about a year and a half to actually complete the illustrations. And you know, I mean, you're you're a teacher. You know, we don't get paid, the, you know, the most the highest salaries. And so yeah. I'm, try, I'm there trying to figure out, okay, Lord, how am I? I've I've written the book, now I have to pay for an illustrator. Okay, uh, you provided with that for me. But now I got to get it printed. You know, how, how are you going to do that? And, um, you know, because you, an idea is an idea. But once you, you know, take the next step, that's um, I went and auditioned for Shark Tank. Uh, they had an open casting call in San Antonio, Texas. And I said, hey, I'll give it a shot. Let me go. Literally, Eric, my illustrator finished doing the illustrations the night before I was to go and audition for some of the producers. And um, so all, I didn't even have a book. I had an ebook. I just had it on my, on my laptop and that's it. Um, so that, that next morning I wake up and I'm like, I'm excited, I'm nervous. And I'm looking for my clothes that I thought I had brought up with me to, you know, to go present this idea. Couldn't find it anywhere. It turns out I had left him back home four hours away there was no way. And, uh, and uh, I remember just doubting myself. And I said, you know what, I shouldn't even go and, and audition, you know, I, I don't have a book yet. I forgot my clothes, you know, forget this, I'm just gonna go home tail between my legs and 
you know, we'll see what happens. But then I just decided, you know what, just just go for it. You never know. And they give they give you two minutes to present the idea. A lot of people in front of me and behind me looked a lot more prepared than me. And uh, and I, I started with with the pitch, you know, explaining how I lost my brother and sister to diabetes. And then I, I, I gave him the idea. And, you know, the, the gentleman that I pitched it, pitched it to right afterwards, he said, I love this idea and I'm going to talk to the to the producers about getting getting you on the show. And uh, and I thought he was saying that to everybody. But when I got back home on, on Monday, I sure enough got an email. Hey, you know, we love your idea. We want you to be on the show. And here are the next steps to to, to doing that. Um, mm. But I mean, you know, long story short, this has been a long journey. I, I didn't I wasn't making money. You know, I wasn't I wasn't bringing any money yet because I didn't even have a physical book. So I was still too much in the beginning stages, you know, of the business to, to get on to get on the show. But for them to say, yes, we love your idea. We want you on the show. That was a big victory. But, you know, you, your, your show is about being an underdog. And, man, you talk about I wish I could have taken a picture of all the people that were uh, pitching their ideas that day. And I looked completely out of place. You know, I was the one guy where I didn't belong, but, but again, God put this idea in my heart and he just wanted me to be faithful. And I was able to audition and, um, it was, I don't know, you could see it both ways. It was a victory, it was success, but still, you know, I had some work to do. So it, it was, it was successful because you got to see what you had to do for the next steps. But yes. that's I, I, that's definitely underdog because it's like, what well, you know, when people think of Shark Tank, you're like, okay, you got a great idea. It's like, okay, you about to be on the show. Then you get there, you're like, hold on. Oh no, I don't got my I don't got my stuff. Oh no. So then you go, you say you don't have a physical book. So you probably got like a laptop. You looking like they're like, what? My, my man ain't got nothing. He got all of this. A regular T-shirt, some jeans, and a laptop. Yeah, he ain't talking about nothing. But <laughs> people don't understand. Like, you don't have to look like anything. You don't have to be dressed in a suit. You don't have to be whatever. Sometimes it's who you are as a person, and you actually have a good idea. You're solving a problem. It wasn't that the i. It's not an idea. It's a. It's a solution. It's a solution to kids losing weight, being more healthier, so they don't you know, get diabetes or get sick or whatever the case may be. So that's really why it's it's a great idea because it's a solution. And in life, we have to solve solutions. So you went on there and they were like, oh, that solves the problem. But you didn't have everything that you needed. So it's like, all right, this is a good idea. Now I need a plan. Now I need a strategy. And that's sometimes where people hear a no and then they'll go back and scratch that idea and go to something else. And it's like, no. You just need to tweak that a little bit. And guess what? Things will start happening because you have to be consistent. Like it's it's very hard. Life hits you, especially when you're a teacher. Like you got to deal with school. You got to make sure you got lesson plans. Stuff happens. Then if you have like you got your own kids, they got their schedule. It's like, all right, man, I'm tired. Like I'm not even going to lie. I forgot. I didn't realize today was the 11th. Because I, you know, I told you I was down and out for a couple of days. I didn't even know what day of the week it was. And so I'm talking to my friend on the phone 
Um, and I looked and I and on my tablet it said uh, our you know our recording. And I was like, oh, that is today. So I was like, okay, because I was about to watch a movie and go to sleep because I'm tired. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta fight through that tiredness. You gotta fight through those excuses because it's gonna be on that day that something happens that you were tired or that you didn't want to do it. That's something special. You didn't want to do it. You said, I'm about to go home. I'm about to chunk it up. I'm about to say, yep, I lost. And look what happened. And I'm sure just from you being on there and them telling you, oh, hey, man, you got to do X, Y, and Z. Now it's like, okay, now I know what to do. And boom. Now after that, what? how did things go for you? Was it like, okay, the money started coming in, you were able to get published, or did it still take a little more time? Yeah, it took uh, more time. In fact, when I was up uh, in San Antonio to pitch that idea to Shark Tank, I was also uh, trying to do the same thing in in my city where I grew up in here in McAllen, Texas. And uh, and the day the day that I got the email from Shark from Shark Tank saying, "Hey, we love your idea. We want you on the show." That same day, I got a letter from my city saying, "You're not ready. Uh, you know, we're not." we're not interested in in helping you along with your business idea and i'm like okay so my my local city said no shark tank says yes and but still you know i'm still like okay well i still need to get some books printed um it is extremely difficult to get published traditionally you know you just a lot of people don't understand how you need to first get an agent and getting an agent to represent you is hard enough as it is and then they will work on trying to get a publisher for you. So I said, okay, I mean, I, I can try to self-publish. I had to wait another year and I, and I entered that competition again with my local city. And this time, uh, 2019, I was awarded one of their uh, innovation grant winners and they awarded me $2,500 uh, seed money to start up the business. And that allowed me to print my first run of, of books of, uh, I think I, pl- I printed 500 books. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, what's next? Had to go get some like t-shirts like this made, cap like this made. Now I had to go to schools and, and uh, you know, make, make myself available. And I started going to school, started selling 40 to 50 books per, per visit. Uh, and by the way, when I first started, I was charging for visits. I was getting a few bites, but when you, you know, when you don't know uh, people in that area, it's hard to get schools to get you invited. Um, so I said, you know what, why did I write this book? It was to honor my brother and sister to help kids um, eat healthy and exercise. So I started offering free school visits, which I'm still doing until October 1st of this year. And I started getting booked left and right, selling 40 to 50 books per visit. Everything was going awesome until March of 2020, where we know what happened then. Yeah. And um, let's shut down all the schools because of COVID-19 and bam, that was just a slap to the face. I was just getting started, you know, just getting out there and COVID ruined everything uh, as far as that, that is concerned. But, um, but you know what, sometimes, and what I've learned, you know, just being an underdog is that's okay. God's got your back and he's got some wonderful things planned for you. Um, when COVID hit, I was able to connect with a local personal trainer. She was her trainer actually trained Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. And uh, so she is legit. And we we made a YouTube video where I read the book and she does the exercises, which is, mm. free, on, which is free on my website. And uh, 
again, just God making beauty from ashes. And, um, but, but again, it's just, I was getting, I was getting hit, bam, get knocked down and, you know, back to the, back to the bottom, hanging out with the rest of the underdogs and, and seeing, okay, what's, what's, what's going to happen next. But yeah, that, that's, that's what happened after uh, Shark Tank. I mean, it's part of the journey. It's part of you, you you're trusting the process because yeah, I think for a lot of people, if you started a little before COVID and then COVID hit, it's like, what do I do? Like for me, I was speaking. I was going to schools, boom, 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 COVID. Bam, what in the world? Like, no. And it and it threw me off. And I haven't really uh, spoke like in a school in a long time because of that, because it threw me off. And now I'm a teacher. So it's like, well, I can't just leave my class. So I have to, you know, kind of figure that part out of how I'm going to continue to speak and be a teacher. So it's, it's a little difficult, but COVID did mess that up, and but it's like, okay, how else can I do it? Okay, I can have the podcast, or I can, you know, post videos on social media and stuff of that sort. So it's like, it's different ways you can do it. Like you said, you got on YouTube, you were able to get somebody that was a trainer that people knew, so that I'm sure that helped, you know, so that was a smart idea. Hey, let me see who who will work out, and um I can read the book too, and that that was that was a dope idea right there. And then you said you you went back. You said, "All right, y'all ain't like me first time. I'm back." <laughs> and now you know you you won, and I like what you said. You said God turned ashes into beauty, and it's like, yeah, I I, I try to tell y'all 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 ain't want to hear me. I'm here now. Thank you. And now you know you're able to do what you you know <clears throat> needed to do, and then. COVID said, hey, how's it going? You got to sit down. And it's yep. like, so, you know, COVID, I mean, it's still, I guess it's not as many restrictions now. So as COVID is ending, how, is, how, how are things going with the book? Um, they're, they're going great. I'm working with uh, some interns from our local university, uh, with the City of Mission Chamber of Commerce, uh, to get some coaching, to get some uh, intern help with marketing finance and uh, e-commerce and man we're we are ready to hit the ground running not just here in texas but across the country and i've connected with some schools uh in the uk and so i'm hoping to go visit over there um as well so i'm i'm hoping this is going to be a good full year without restrictions that i can go and visit and uh and be out there uh so it, it, it's going well with that uh just excited a little bit nervous but um you know, one of the things um, I forgot to mention was uh, last year, uh, our Texas has a huge grocery chain. It's called HEB. They have mm -hmm. close to 300 stores in the state of Texas. They have over 70 stores in, in Mexico. And every year they have a competition called the, the Quest for Texas Best Competition. And, um, you know, normally they only accept food products because, you know, they are a big grocery chain. But they've grown so much that they, um, they sell other things other than groceries. And last, last year, this book right here, the adventures of XO and Psy, out of, they told me over 1200 entrepreneurs applied with their products to get in, 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 in that grocery store. And, uh, I was one of the, I was the first ever non food product to be chosen as a finalist for the HEB quest for Texas best competition. Um, you know, to, out of over 1200 people to hear that, 
oh my goodness, I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm just a guy from South Texas, you know, God put this idea in my book and like, what, like, really? I made the top 20 out of over 1200 contestants or applicants there and in the state of Texas, you really want this book in your shelves? And, and uh, it's, it, it, when you're in the position of being an underdog and then, then you hear things like that, you, you got to step back and think, am I dreaming? You know, is somebody going to wake yeah. me up? This is yeah. crazy. And, uh, uh, man, it was, that was just a huge dream come true. Um, and you know, that's just added to things that I never thought would be possible. Also, uh, last year I applied to be on a TV show called the two minute drill with David, uh, with Dave Meltzer. It's kind of like a shark tank kind of show. It uh, comes out on Apple TV and Bloomberg TV and they accepted my application. I went on one of the shows. Uh, there's five contestants. You got two minutes to pitch your idea. And uh, one one is awarded $50,000. Um, I got on there. I was in season three, episode eight, which which aired in April, I believe, of this year. Um, I did not win the, the top uh, the top honor, but I was awarded. It's called the, the JA Worldwide uh, Award for a business who is doing good in their community. And even though I didn't win the, the money, just being awarded that and to be recognized as somebody who's doing something good in the community was, was pretty awesome. And again, it's like, wow, like I can't believe all this is happening, you know, to somebody who just a simple guy from South Texas. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. You said, man, I'm just a guy from South Texas, a kid from South Texas, man. And I, and I love that. That's kind of like, that's me. I remember a couple years ago, I'm like, I'm just a kid from Michigan city. Now, nobody, not too many people know where that's from. That's a small town up north, Indiana. Like, I don't know. It's just, you know, when you, it's, you got God on your side. Like, you go through a lot. You go through, like, what in the world? Like, okay. And then when, when things happen and you get awards and people recognize your work, it's like, okay, 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 God, I see what you're doing. It's not always about the money. Like, we know the money will come. You just got to be consistent. But when you're getting awards and people recognizing you and people like, man, you're doing a great job. Your book is impacting and changing kids' lives. And you hear stuff like that. It's like, that's dope. That's doper than money. I mean, money definitely helps, but that's doper than money. Like, to hear stuff like that, it's like, okay, like, when kids come up to me, like, I sometimes I don't remember. They be like, man, you remember, remember me from the detention center? I'm like, uh, okay, then I sometimes I do, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm doing this, this, and that, and they just got the biggest smile on their face just because they see me, and it's like, or I seen a kid today, at a, um, she went to the old school that I worked at, and she seen me, she was smiling ear to ear because she remembered me, and I was like, oh, I remember you, and it was, it's like, when you get that, it's like, okay, I'm doing something good, like, when yeah. you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, like and people tell you that it's that's that's what it's about. It's not always about a check because the check's gonna come. Cause when you're doing that and people see you, okay, you I ain't win the award out of the first five years. Okay, Michael Jordan didn't win his first championship to his seventh year. Like you just got it's that it might be that next opportunity. And sometimes you hear a no and people give up, but you haven't gave up. You kept going. Like you're you have a, a why behind this and. A lot of times people don't have a why behind what they do. 
and your why has to be bigger than your why not. Your why not, your why is your, your, your siblings, like you're representing them. You're making sure that their name is gonna last forever. Like you got them, like I got you big bro, I got you big sis, like I'm down here and I'm sure they, they are up there, man. I'm sitting here. I wish I had the clap thing. I was about to start clapping when you were talking. <laughs> like I'm like I got a big old smile on my face. I don't know you from you know, and I just met you, and I got a smile because I'm like, man, that's dope. He's winning. Like, and I can see it in you, and that you're winning. And that's what this is about. That's what the podcast is about. Like telling the story and somebody that dealt with grief and turned that into something that can impact the world, not just. Texas, not just your city, but the world, once people catch on to what you got going on. And I'm just here to, you know, be a vessel and help you and promote it on my podcast. Like I said, I'm going to grab me a book because I show it to my son. You know, it's other kids. I, I can try to see, you know, I know a couple of schools, see how maybe we can get you out here in Indiana or if virtually however people can get the book. So um, what do you want to do after the book? What's what's the next step? Do you have a next step or is it like I'm just at the books? I'm trying to get this rolling or do you know what you want to do? You don't got to tell like, you know, if it's something big, but mm -hmm. do you got the next step after that? Um, right now I'm focusing on, on just a book. I plan on releasing um, it's right now. It looks like it's going to be a series of seven books and I plan on release releasing um, a new book every November to coincide was two things. One, uh, my late sister's birthday, uh, November 17th, but also November is Diabetes Awareness Month. And mm. so so I'm looking at the next seven years releasing a new book. And uh, I, I don't know, right now it looks like seven is a number that I'm going to stop at. But I mean, who knows from there? Um, it's just taking, you know, one step at a time. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, we nobody knew that this this pandemic was going to rob us of two years of our lives, right? Nobody could ever imagine something like that happening. Now you got, you know, inflation going on. And then, you know, now, you know, so it's, I don't know, but I've learned, <laughs> like, like, like the Bible said, God is a lamp to our feet. He's not the flashlight to our feet. And many times, mm. we, you know, we want this big flashlight so we can see what's coming up, you know, 100 yards uh, from us. But God's like, no, 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 no. I'm a lamp to your feet. And you're only going to see the next step. And that's all I want you to see. And so um, that, that, that's what I have planned right now. But uh, who knows? Um, and, and it's funny. It could be, be, and, and I say that because you mentioned things happen in threes. And, and, of course, with the pandemic, after I lost my brother and sister and my father figure, uh, 2017, you know, just when I was starting all this, um, I lost a younger sister. Uh, you know, she was, she lost her life in a, in a car accident and that mm. was sudden and unexpected. Um, a couple years after that, um, I lost my niece's husband who, um, you know, he was going through some things and I had an opportunity to probably go talk to him and I didn't. And, uh, you know, left, I was left with a lot of guilt there. And then this past year, we're coming up to a year, a year ago, I just lost my number one supporter, and that's my mom. Um, mm. I, you know, I was just talking to, to, to somebody about this earlier today, and whatever you do, you need to have that one, that number one fan who's always going to support you. That was my mom, and I'll, and I'll never forget uh, a year ago when I was 
going to to San Antonio for this big competition with HEB. She was in a nursing home and uh, I would see her every single day. And the last time I visited her before the trip, I told her, look, I'm going to be gone for three to four days. And, you know, she wants to know why and because I'm not going to see her. And she said, where are you going? Why are you going? And I said, I'm going to, to this competition. And before I said, literally before I said another word, she didn't know what the competition was. She didn't know what was going on. And after I said the word competition, she said, you're going to win it. And you know what? I thought just by hearing you say that I've already won it, whether I win it or not, my goodness, I'm so blessed to have, to have had someone like that in my life that no matter what she was going to have my back. And, and I, I miss her every, every single day. I, Trust me, there are times when things get rough where I wish I could go and yeah. just just see her and hug her and kiss her on the forehead and just grab her hand and just man, you just, it's it's when trust me when when you're a, when you're an underdog and you have a mom or a parent like that, they don't they don't let you feel like an underdog. To them, nah, you're a big dog. You're yeah. not you're not an underdog, and and so yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I, I like my, that's me and my mom. Like I call my, my mom, she'd be like, I know she'd be like, what do he want? I just call her to talk. She's like my <laughs> best friend now. Cause I don't really have like a lot of people or, you know, people's schedule cause uh, she, she doesn't work. Um, so um, I call her every day. She's always at the store, but she'll talk to me or she'd be like, I'll call you back. I'm at the gym working out or whatever. So it's like, I understand that. And she's always like, I'm proud of you. Or she always got my back or she'll say something or, you know, that's like, all right, my OG, my OG said it, like, I'm doing good. Then I, I feel like, cause it's like, I'm making her proud. Cause it's like, I don't want to just be out here doing, being willy nilly. I want to be great. So I want to be able to be like, Hey mom, where you want to move? Or, Hey, what, what kind of car you want? Let's go. Let's go wherever you want to go. And I want to be able to, before, you know, she get, okay, I make jokes on My mom's not old, but she old to me. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't want her to be too, too old. And she can't do nothing because I missed that opportunity with my grandma. My grandma was the biggest, biggest Cubs fan, biggest Cubs mm. fan. And so I wanted to take her. And by the time, like, I was able to and I had money, she was, you know, in the nursing home because she gotten uh she just was going through dementia and all these health things. So I was like, man, I never got a chance to take her. And this is the craziest thing. The year that the Cubs won, she died the year before that. Oh man. So it's like angels in the outfield, but it's like it would have been so dope to be sitting at my grandma's house at, or well sitting at not at her house, but at the nursing home with her watching the Cubs win the uh the World Series. Like that, like you know how many years she used to yell. I'm like, <laughs> it ain't working. But just I, I understand that. Like with my grandma, she I was her favorite out of her kids, out of everybody. So she always, she always said little stuff that just made me feel like I was that dude. And it was like okay. And when she passed, it's like dang, I can't call Granny and you know to hear that. So I definitely understand that part. And I and like you always do gotta have somebody else. It don't gotta be. It don't even got to be like a, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. It could be just a buddy. Like one if one of your homies call you like, man, I'm proud of you. It's like, all right, all right, that right, I'm, I'm doing good. Because you know that 
they going to tell you if you're doing good or if they tell you you're doing bad. So it's always good to have people around you that uh, uplift you. Because sometimes you, you, you can be doing good, but it's not where you want to be. And then it's like, I don't know, am I doing good? And somebody tell you, you're like, okay, whew, all right, I'm good. So I love, I love your story, man. I definitely want to have like you back on. Uh, I I want to have you back on in uh, November, so we can, so you can promote your book cool. uh, at some point um, on the on the episode. So definitely want to have you back on. But before we get out of here, all my guests, I always ask them for three tips. So. Um, I don't know what the three tips, whatever three tips, because you you've been through a lot. You you got a story where you could give it mm-hmm. to them. So just give three tips that people can use once they hear this episode. Um, three, I would say, number one, surround yourself with the right people. Um, so, and by that, I mean, they're going to believe in you no matter what. But they're also not going to be afraid to to fill you in on some truth. You, you need those kinds of people in your life. Uh, number, number two, and you mentioned a little bit before, you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Because there's mm. gonna be, there are going to be some dark times, some difficult times, um, and you have to go back and ask yourself, okay, why am I on this journey? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And that enough, that should be enough to refocus you and keep you moving forward. Um, and, and lastly, I would say, um, uh, I, I would say you, you can't give up. There are going to be people that are going to come along the way who are going to question you, who are going to doubt you. Um, you're going to try to give you some advice that they think is best for you. And there's, there are going to be times when you're going to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Do not give up. In my case, I know God put this in my heart for a reason. And I cannot give up. Even when I see others, you know, getting ahead. Hey, let's celebrate them. Let's be happy for those people. There's enough to go around. And, um, and you know, just just don't give up. I, I, I love that. Like you said, man, I've been there where it's been some people where we both, we different industries, but we started in there and it's like, okay, man, I had to go through what I had to go through. Like, I'm definitely understanding, like, if I was to have maybe the success money-wise, would I be able to handle it? You know, so it's like certain stuff, you, you got to wait your turn. Like, you got to, you got to wait your turn. But you gotta still keep grinding. You gotta still keep hustling, cause like you said, God, God's there. He ain't tell you to do that for no reason. He ain't just say, "Oh, go ahead, and start that." It, it, he's always on time, even when the day. I'm mm-hmm. sure his days you like. I God, like um, you said you was going, and you know, told me to do this, and he's like, "All right, boom, oh, oh, I got an award. Oh, I got this. Oh, I got. Oh, okay, my bad, God, my my bad. I mean, you know, and it be. It's, sometimes it's like that. It's like. Yeah. You just keep working and keep, cause I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I my mind blank. I ain't didn't realize what the days was, and I'm like, man, I don't have an episode, cause I wasn't able to record with the person on Tuesday for Wednesday, and I'm like, what, what am I gonna do? And then, boom, I got an episode. Like <laughs> this is coming out today's Thursday. It's coming out tomorrow Friday, and it's like, 
you just got to trust the process when you're consistent. It's like, okay, things happen. Like, that's why you make sure you do stuff, you prepare. That's why I make sure I book people a few times ahead. So when it's time for I got enough. So it's, and it just happens. And, you know, being sick. And then last week, had my wisdom tooth out. So my last mm. week, I've been, life been boop, boop, boop. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I forgot. And, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. And it's because I've been consistent because I was working because I already set up these, you know, set up the interviews. So it's like when you do those things, you you know, keep working, keep working. And it's it's so crazy because my barber, uh, he'd be like, hey, man, I see I see your podcast and all that. And sometimes you don't see anybody like or comment on your stuff. But people are actually watching you. They're actually yeah. like, hey, like, man, it's dope. I see you got different guests and stuff. And I'm like, oh, OK, I ain't, I ain't know you watched it. You know, and it's like, and it's people come up to you, man, I see your book. So before we get out of here, because I don't want to talk too much, because I will, uh, how can people reach you? Oh, wait, wait, before that, you got to give us a quote. I don't know if you got a quote, if you thought, you know, you seen one today, or if you live by one, whatever it is, before you tell people how they can reach you, I need a quote. You need a quote, original or not original? Yeah, you know, it could be yours. It could be something <laughs> you like, whatever it is. Um, wow. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Valvano said it best, man. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Yeah. 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 And you, hey, listen, I live by that. I, I ain't never going to give up. I Amen. like. You you throw me in in the uh, in the jungle. I'm coming out. I don't know when, but I'm gonna come out. Like yeah, I I ain't never giving up. You are gonna have to kill. Like I think I said in the video, you gonna have to kill me if you gonna beat me. It don't matter what it is. Not literally kill me, but that's how it's gonna be. It ain't gonna be no walking apart. And that's just how you gotta treat life. Cause life ain't no walking apart. No. We when we was younger, when we oh I can't wait to be an adult. Skip that. Let me go back to being a kid again. That was easy. Yeah. This, this, this adulthood is some bull. <laughs> Boy, this adulthood will whoop you. But tell people how they can reach you, how they can get a book. Um, I'll make sure I have it in the uh, show notes so yeah. you know, so people can reach out to you if they want to. You know, you got your website and your uh, how they can get the book. Uh, the best way to reach me or to get this book, The Adventures of Exo Inside, uh, davidnorick.com I have plenty of uh, stuff on there. I got that video of me reading the book and uh, the personal trainer doing the exercises. You, you got all my contact info there if anybody wants to reach me. Uh, up until October 1st, I will be doing um, free school visits. I would love to, I've never been to Indiana. I would love to get up there somehow and, uh, and do a book presentation over there. I'm most active here on Facebook, uh, facebook.com uh, slash david norick exercise like my shirt exercise and uh and yeah that's the best way to reach me and i'm, I'm very active so now i promise i get back to everybody i love it i definitely know a couple people uh see what you know what they think because you know getting getting these these kids these days to work out is is they don't know what that is Oh, I'm tired. You've been outside five minutes. What are you talking about? You're, you're 10. What are you like? What? Like kids really be tired. I Listen, I'm outside from morning to them streetlights come on. 
I'm I'm not playing because I ain't getting in trouble. But these kids is tired, so I definitely um I'll be talking to you offline. But I definitely know a couple yeah. people I can talk to, uh, reach out to, even at my own school, and see what they think or you know how you could you know get out here because yeah that'd be dope. Um, you can reach me at Underdog Talk uh, podcast on Instagram, Facebook, on. YouTube is underdog with heroic heart and then underdog talk podcast at Gmail. If you want to email and tell me what I'm doing good, what I could do better. If you got, you know, want to be on the show. If you don't remember something about a guest, however, that's how you can reach me. Uh, you got any closing words before we get out of here? Eric, you're doing an amazing job. And then thank you so much uh, for opening up this platform, not just for me, but for other underdogs. And uh, Hey, one day, right now we're underdogs. Someday we'll be top dogs. <laughs> and on that note, peace, one love.